A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the soul of my joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants, and a garden makes forth makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in the God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. And may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, 
and he will also accomplish it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? so we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, this is the response that John gives to those who were sent to ask who he was, what he was. And what was it that stirred this type of Curiosity, this type of inquiry. Recall, 
The last time a prophet of the likes of John the Baptist was on the scene, it was at least 600 years before Christ came in the fullness of time. So there had not been prophetic utterance, nor the appearance of one such as a John the Baptist in years. And yet, the scholars of the law, those who had understood the prophetic writings and what God had planned and was promising to have, to have done, to send his Messiah into the world, to realize the things that we hear uttered from the, first, the 61st chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the, the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and the day of vindication by our God. Now that word should ring very familiar to our ears, at least those of us who are conversant with the Gospels. I believe it's Matthew's Gospel that puts these very words on the lips of Jesus as he entered the synagogue of his hometown in Nazareth and he was given, he was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and he specifically read from that section of the scroll which is known as the Jubilee. Jubilee proclamation, which a jubilee can only be announced rightly by the king. Now, what will effect and what realizes what the king announces as that year of favor, what will bring that about depends upon the populace. The people must be willing to forego their personal judgments in exchange for the king's judgment. The people must forego their vision of what they think or what they want in exchange for the king's vision and what he wants. That is paramount. It was paramount then, and it's still paramount for us now. So Jesus is the one whom we should identify, recognize in this first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah as the one on whom the Spirit of the Lord God has come upon, giving him this type of disposition and power to realize this type of revolution, this type of transformation, you can only be of a divine origin because this was a universal clarion call. He didn't specify just to the, the Jewish people who were downtrodden, brokenhearted, to proclaim a liberty, a liberty to the captives and release the prisoners. This is a general declaration. So you can quite understand why now, as John has been in the wilderness and specifically at the Jordan River, proclaiming repentance, preparation, a baptism of repentance to prepare the way for the one. This is in keeping with the prophetic words, especially from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. I shall sprinkle you with clean waters, cleansing you of all of your sins. I shall bring you forth from your tombs and have you rise from them. This is a word that was not only a fulfillment of the prophecy of past ages, it was also a heralding of a future and new exodus out of this world into the kingdom of eternal glory, life, light, love, and mercy. So twofold dynamics are unfolding. The Pharisees were very much aware of this. They send these Levites, they send these priests, and the Inquisition, so to speak, is presented. Who are you then? We, if you're not the prophet, and when they said the prophet, they were looking for Elijah. 
Remember how, how, how John the Baptist presented himself with camel's hair, eating wild uh, honey and, and, and wild, uh, wild honey and locusts? This was his diet. I don't know how many vegans would go along with him, but, uh, but this was his diet. This is what he was going with. And he, and he came as one who was filled with power, with the Spirit, that is, the power of the Spirit. Now, there is some idea. We do wonder, well, then who is John the Baptist? If he's not Elijah, and yet Jesus says in one of the other Gospels that John is Elijah. If you have eye for those who have eyes as he, then he is John. If you have ears to hear, then he is, he is Elijah. Then what's going on? Is there a contradiction in the word of God? No, there is not. John is Elijah. Not in person, but in spirit. How do we know this? And this is what Jesus is making reference to. If you go to the Annunciation of Zechariah in chapter 1, verse 17 of the Gospel of St. Luke, this is what you will read. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. This is the way we ought to understand how John is the fulfillment of Elijah. It is the spirit and power of Elijah that he's been endowed with. Remember, he was sanctified from the womb when, when Mary visited Elizabeth in Ein Karem in the hill country of Judea. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and of course, Elizabeth crying out, how has it happened that you, the mother of my Lord, comes to me from the moment your greeting entered my, my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy? Blessed is you who have believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. She was carrying on, carrying on, and rightly so, because she was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. This is no small matter. This is so significant for us. And so when we hear John say what he says today, he is a man who is clear. He is very much aware of who he is, whose he is, and what his mission entailed. Talk about humility. And you, and you read the gospel when both John and, John and Jesus were both on the scene. They were literally trying at all, every chance they could to try and entice John to take any type of prestige to himself, but John continuously, consistently refused. I am not. I am but the voice. One mighty, now I'm baptizing you with water. The one coming behind me, he's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm not even fit to untie the tongs of his sandals. So much for the, for the mindset and this idea that Jesus was just, he was a great teacher. He was one of the great prophets. He, he went around doing great things, but he really wasn't God on earth. He wasn't God and man. Really? When the eternal word of God himself testifying to John the Baptist says, I solemnly assure you of those born of women, there is none born greater than John the Baptist. And that is a word that speaks to all generations from the beginning to the end of time. 
If the eternal word of God declares John to have that type of status and stature, then is there any wonder that he himself would declare, I am barely able to undo this. The, the service of a slave, is, is I barely am, am, am fit to do that because this is the God of heaven and earth that has come among us. He is here. And it is my clarion call that is meant to awaken you to this. Repent. The time is at hand. This will do us well today to consider to what extent have we, the children of the promise, we are the recipients of the fulfillment of the promises of God. The Lord has come. He is among us in mystery. To what extent are we realizing the Jubilee proclamation of the kingdom? Who have we held captive that we need to release in our hearts and our minds? Whom do we know in our lives is brokenhearted that could, that could benefit from a kindness that we can facilitate? Maybe not directly, but we can indirectly facilitate some kindness. This community has already participated greatly, and there's still opportunities for more. I bore witness to the, to the ministry of the St. Vincent de Paul in this community. Amazing. Amazing, and all of it made possible through the generosity of the community of the body of Christ here. Coming from far and near, people's needs were met. What sort of people ought we to be? But this Gaudete Sunday call us to realize in every circumstance. We hear St. Paul in the second reading. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. And may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which coming is that? The parousia. So the Advent season continues to keep us in the midst of the tension between the both, the first coming and the second coming. Appreciate what happened in the fullness of time and be all the more enlivened to what is still coming. In this meantime, we have the opportunity to divest ourselves all the more of whatever stands in the way, stands in the way of our hearts being totally taken over by the one who is love incarnate. The Savior is among us. Let us take to heart this joyful plea of the word of God and make visible that which is within. Namely, the kingdom of God is within. Make straight his path. God love you.